I see you. I don't want to. I don't even think I need to. I think it'd be a lot easier if I couldn't. It's a lot harder to face you than it is to just walk idly. It's a blissful walk I take. Never having to question, to critique, to ask or to answer. It took me a long time to realize that you are my greatest enemy. But you could be my greatest friend. Mighty Nice People is a show about just that. People. We are fragile and oftentimes wrong. With that in mind, take our advice with a grain of salt. We're not experts, and we are far from life coaches. Although I do coach CrossFit. If you're hurting, we highly encourage you to contact a qualified professional, not two neurotic sad boys with a pension for pins. Now with that out of the way, please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Mighty Nice People. Everybody and welcome to Mighty Nice People episode uh, four. Yeah, that's right, it'd be four. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, here we are. Welcome. Oh wow, this room—it's so big. Come on in. Take your coat. It off. is. It's pretty spacious. Not really good acoustics in here, but no, no, it's not. It's real echoey. Uh, you'll notice I have a full whale skeleton in the foyer. <laughs> yeah, it's a blue full, whale full yeah. scale yeah it's two scale yeah it's giant uh-huh it's enormous uh the head is really all that fits in the foyer and then the rest of the bones have <laughs> scattered throughout the house <laughs> oh so it's not assembled it's just well it, it was but it was taking up all of the ceiling space and i oh, love yeah. ceiling fans so yes yeah you needed a ceiling <laughs> yeah. actually one of the fans is made out of most of the rib bones oh <laughs> so. nice nice that's a heavy fan. <laughs> it's very heavy. It could fall. It's at like any a moment. ton. Each blade is like half a ton. Uh huh. Uh huh. It could <laughs> kill someone. I had to get a second generator just to run it. Well, on that note, <laughs> welcome to Mighty Nice People, everybody. Um, this is our episode four. My name uh-huh. is Pat Long. I am with joined by my lovely co-host, as always, uh, Goofy Dylan Davis here, coming at you on the ones and twos. Goofy, Goofy Dylan Goofs. Davis, baby. I got you, goofs and japes and deep talk. What up? Where are we at? And oh. uh, we are, we're, we are as long, as well as you are mighty nice people, or at right. least trying to be. We're trying. Um, today we have a question. Mm-hmm. I, I always start off like as if we're not going to have a question. Um, <laughs> oh man! Today, today we, we have got one. The mail a, came. A, a rapid change of events. We have a question. <laughs> We've waited of, uh, for years. <laughs> yeah. Um, this one is a lovely one. Um, that's vague enough to where I think we can expand and mm. expunge is that so i don't know yeah play with its shape a little bit we can we can uh uh, uh the hey, question you okay? is <laughs> yeah, I'm, i think i might have just had a little stroke um right. uh and that's the question how do i survive a stroke um 
No. <laughs> Actually, that, that that's a, what a perfect segue. What a perfect segue. What if we did bits like that <laughs> leading into questions? It's actually a perfect segue. Uh, the question <laughs> is, uh, no, the question is, how do I look inward? Mm. How do I look inward? How do I put a mirror up to my soul's window and pair in, pair? Mm. I can't even say peer. <laughs> trying to say peer. Hey, you heard the, I mean, the audience didn't hear it because I edited around it, but like the, <laughs> the, the, the intro pros, it was like, I said, uh, uh, take a towel. Or oh boy! Oh boy! I spoke in tongues audience. for a, I, I spoke for in tongues for a second. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna cut that part in right here. The blissful walk I told. Oh shit! I, I meant to say something else. So that's how bad it went. <laughs> oh boy, um, listening audience, you miss bits when we start recording. But we're, well, not now. Now that no, I cut it back in. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say. But we're not the kind of show to not give you the whole picture, exactly. right? We try we to give, give you, you a complete. Everything. A complete illustration of who we are and where we are, mm, you know. Mm, oh, that'll, yes. that'll preach. Right I never, there. I never cut anything out of these. <laughs> You've never once, We've never, never scrapped anything. No, we're good. No, um, there are no hidden episodes. There's no hidden episodes where I went on a rant for way too long about something and ended up losing my point no. completely. No, 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 that's um, never happened. <laughs> um, this is, uh, yeah, so. This is a great question, actually. Yeah, because I like it a lot. I think a large part of being nice is that is the quest for self-awareness. Yeah, introspection. Um, and I don't think everyone, well, I, I don't think, I know not everyone is quite capable of just being naturally self-aware. I know no. I wasn't for a long time. Um, uh, I've always been self-aware, Uh some people, you know, I got to work on how I use it, but hearing you say like, that's a skill you've developed. That's, that's encouraging. That's cool. That, you know, it, it, it I, I definitely have had certain self-awareness right. since I was younger, Yeah, but it's something you have to, I feel like you have to hone it in order Ooh, to surpass yeah. certain problems it can present. I think. Oh, are you talking about um, drawbacks? Are you talking about drawbacks <laughs> to being introspective and self-aware? <laughs> yeah, and D Dylan, go ahead and tell everyone right, what you yeah. call dra drawbacks and benefits real oh, quick. So oh, you, uh, Binnies and Deebs? Binnies and Deebers? <laughs> Binnies and Deeber Deebers? <laughs> I don't want to do the rest of this episode. I just want you to... <laughs> I just want you to hey, riff on Bennies hey, and Deavers. Hey, real quick. <laughs> yeah, what's up? Real quick, I want to go down to the bakery. I want to pick up a couple of <laughs> Benet <Benet's>. claws <laughs> and some de And then I'm going to go to the gym and lift some Deebs. <laughs> oh, boy. There's a lot of Bennies and Deebs to that plan. Uh -huh. um, uh -huh. Yeah, so the Bennies and Deebs of looking inward. Um, Bennies and Deebs. This is a, a That's great the name question. of this episode. It's Benny's and Benny, Deebs. We can call it Benny's and Deebs. I'm down with that. Yeah. Um, I'll spell it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, I'm avoiding let, a lot of get this. Can I, can I say <laughs> I'm avoiding looking inward because today has not been a particularly good I, day for me? Yes, so I, have I spent, understand. I've spent most of today trapped inward, uh, stuck in the introspective prison, which is a drawback. Uh, yes. to being um, introspective if i can i hate to start on a drawback but i feel it's important if you're going to start down a road of self-discovery and continue in it uh one of the painful things you can end up in and something that can be self-destructive is in uh 
a prison of over analysis. Uh, yes. Oh my God. Yes. The the curse of being thorough. Yeah. 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 You don't have to cite before. your your sources all the time when you're doing your own research. Um. This this is a yeah. This is, I'm actually glad we're starting off with this point because before we go and mm-hmm. talk about like you know looking inward, finding that introspection, there is something that that people need to know is that like that sort of thing is great to an extent. Yeah. Um, as someone who is highly anxious and highly paranoid and um, has pretty bad depression, um, mm-hmm. I could do with being less inward thinking. Um, oh, absolutely. Um, I could definitely do with, it's what a lot of therapists call overthinking. Yeah. Um, and that's something that, you know, it breeds great amounts of like brilliance and like thought and like, you can become a really highly intelligent and emotionally intelligent person from being introspective. But at that uh, the cost of that though, is that you can seriously like get caught in a briar patch. (laughs) Yeah. Like of your own ideas and be like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God. Um, so just keep that as a hazard, you know, occupational hazard going into something like this. I I was told a therapist that, when I was anxious, it was like starting the car in the driveway and leaving it running. I never got anywhere, but yeah. I ran out of gas. Like I would just, you have nothing to give other people when you spend all your time being introspective. Wow. That's a, no, that is a uh, great, I, that is a great way of putting it as, is like you, if you, you are, you are running the car. Yeah. You've <laughs> left, you're stuck you've in left your driveway. Yeah, you can't yeah. leave. You literally can't yeah. leave because you're too scared to. But you also it's can't turn the car off. Yeah, it's more important, I think, to share yeah. your introspection with those that you care about. Yeah, um, well, the, the, yeah, that's exactly right. You want those. I'm, I'm getting excited because this is like a truth that I, <laughs> I, I love so much. Is mm-hmm. the more you discover, the more you're encouraged to share. Like your cup mm-hmm. is literally, be- or not literally, your spiritual and and mental cup is beginning to overflow. Find some sure. other cups to pour that into. Absolutely. Before we get too deep down that rabbit hole of the negatives, let's talk about some of the, let's talk about, first of all, the how of this all. Like, how How, do I look at it? How do you do it? Yeah. Um, I have always been someone who has been, I I like to think I've, I've got a good degree of empathy, Mm -hmm. um, a large, and I kind of talked about, I might've touched on this at one point. I don't know if I have, but like a great deal of like what has been able to, like what has made me be able to sort of look inward and think about, you know, who I am. A large part of that has been because of people that have like called me on my bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I think, I think that part of looking inward is like noticing or seeing something that you don't think makes sense or might not be, you know, might be a little bit, uh, what's the word? Uh, dissonant to you mm. within yourself mm-hmm. and using other outward opinions or inward opinions to sort of remove that dissonance by sort of, you know, finding the truth where you believe in it, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, I remember for so long um, I had these like ideals of like how I viewed the world and what I thought and what I believed yeah. in and what I wanted to do. And my actions didn't reflect those things. And it oh, wasn't man, until 100%. I, I took like a solid year of my life out to remove these, like I said, like these dissonances in my character of like, yeah. Um, yeah it's what they call it. They call it character dis- dissonance. Um, yeah. um, 
or cognitive dissonance Cognit- is what they yeah, call it. Yeah, for sure. And there was stuff that I believed in, but I was knowingly going against those things. And it oh, wasn't until I like, corrected those things. And, and like, I think that should be like, that should be the quest of the person is to remove dissonances from your mind. Cause it's like, yeah, when you encounter one, dig into when, it. Well, yeah. And it's like, that's not easy. I think, no. I think the biggest part of looking inward is acknowledging how hard and difficult it's going to be to do that because no one wants to f- face the ugly truth that's in front of them. <laughs> and it never um, stops, by the way. You'll do this for the rest of your life. I think If you're that, smart. If you're yes. smart, you'll keep <laughs> yeah. doing it for the rest of your life. Yeah, and there might be a time where, you know, you're not as... No. In fact, if you're presently doing it all the time, if you're consistently approaching yourself with critical thought, self-critical mm-hmm. thought, mm-hmm. there will come a time where that's not as often of an occurrence because you just get into habits of like just not engaging with those yeah. dissonances. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it becomes more part of your lifestyle. Well, there's, but there's, Dylan is right. Yeah. It will be there forever. Well, but you have to think, is that a bad thing? You know what I mean? I don't know. Right. Maybe that's, well, is there, there's also a difference between critical analysis and judgmental self-hatred right right like uh, which is the which is the uh, line i tell every day baby oh amen um. <laughs> amen that'll preach right there that'll preach oh we got to get which i will say it, it hasn't got that is not a result of me doing critical thinking. no no that's that something is I a result have. of me being <laughs> oh i was gonna say it's not as bad when you're not in a cl- uh a uh a uh d- like a catastrophe like health mm-hmm. crisis oh sure um, yeah um where you can like go out and experience and share your hey, um introspection hey pat what are you talking about the world's fine what are you talking about <laughs> yeah the world's fine yeah it's all a hoax to get us yeah, someone dude someone literally said on the internet uh-huh. i saw this today that uh the the uh coronavirus is a hoax to make small businesses fail by the democratic party i uh that person to quote a friend should be thrown in a gulag uh yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> as an anarchist who is against uh, state communism absolutely <laughs> they should be dude it's, uh, it's the dumbest thing i've ever heard fucking man. stupid i've also seen how and i think a lot of this stems from a lack of introspection uh yes. comes from the instinct to not let your bubble be burst, uh, really, to continue living as comfortably yes. as possible, which comfort is not inherently bad, but no, when your whole is a life very useful tool, yeah, but... when your whole life is built around if I'm ever uncomfortable, then everything is wrong. You're gonna have a very hard life. Um, yeah, well, it's almost like I. Um, well, and it's annoying because it's like comfort is a tool, but these people use yeah. it. To their own advantage. Yeah, they turn it into um, a weapon. It's it's a tool of violence. Yeah, it is. It is in a way a tool of violence. That's actually true. I um said to somebody the other day, if you have to explain to somebody, um, or uh, like if so, if you believe that Hitler was a socialist, you don't deserve to have a vote. Like <laughs> you are not allowed to have a vote in America if you think that Hitler 
was a was a communist or socialist <laughs> if you think that if you need someone to explain to you what a podcast is you do not have the right to vote i'm sorry <laughs> if you if, if if you like to me those things and are on the same right playing here field. if you need anybody who's doing what we're doing right now to break down for you what it is <laughs> go home go home go, home. go to phone, retirement home throw your phone in the <laughs> deepest part of the mariana trench don't look back <laughs> you if you if you if you uh compare lgbtq people to the national socialist party yeah. of germany you uh, are literally fuck off forever yeah <laughs> fuck, fuck off, off forever <laughs> forever Maybe. and that's what see but that's where like that, that introspection comes in is like they are living such a blissful existence because they have never once no. like thought to themselves, maybe my line of thinking is wrong. And they've maybe never my done line that. Thinking- they've never come up against, they've never met anyone that's challenged them. And the people that have challenged them, they've, they've shuffled them off quietly uh, to a part of their brain where they don't have to think about it. It just sits there and collects dust. It's because they're given the, the wonderful drug of uh confirmation bias yeah confirmation you have, bias. you have other um you have other deluded republicans who uh-huh. have coincidentally billions of dollars more than you do yep. telling you that you're a big old that the the people that want you to have rights are big old dumb idiots because you already have rights blah blah blah, right. blah, blah. <laughs> it's literally it's um it blows my mind that people like see shit like that happening and they're like, Oh yes, the big oil companies are on my side, a blue collar working American who has no money. Don't care if the earth burns as long as they make their billions of dollars, they will use your body as kindling to fuel the apocalyptic hell car that they drive across the barren wasteland that used to be the Pacific ocean. They don't care. If you think that that's a big hoax or that Dylan and I are crazy, go ahead and look up what that, I think it was an Indiana lawmaker said yeah. about uh, coronavirus. Yeah. Literally said that American lives are not worth as much as the, like the American, yeah. um, the American way. Or a governor. Which is him saying of, of, like yeah. a few lives are worth yeah. like saving the economy. Or a governor in Texas saying that the elderly have had their chance. Maybe they need to die in order so that yeah. our businesses might live which is uh, i i okay so mm, small businesses oh my god <laughs> you don't care about the small businesses you've never once thought about anybody other than yourself you haven't i have a i have a person that i was friends with on facebook who's, who literally yeah. their whole defense of uh their whole entire defense yeah. of the trump presidency <laughs> was what he has done for small businesses you mean crush them in every available opportunity Dude, okay. that's my problem with like right wing libertarians is they want every person <laughs> to have a small business. Yeah. You need a workforce. If every person in the world has a small yeah. business, no one's buying anything. Everyone's just no. making small businesses. Yeah. Well, with, that's the problem with <laughs> oh god. That's the problem with entertainment, right? Everybody is entertainment is so niche. We're all our own small businesses. That's why nobody makes anything, which is fucking so. stupid. Anyway, oversaturated market. Anyway, yeah, so, yeah. so this that's is how an we economics think. podcast. <laughs> no, but that but that right there is some reflection you and I have done, right? We've we've right. sat well, with like, ourselves. See, now now it as 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 we've like we we're pretty far along in that process where like right. now we are recognized like I used to think like those right. people, right? Right. Now I'm not dissing my I'm not dissing myself anymore. I'm dissing no. 
these well, ideas I used to have. I mean, I am technically yeah, because I mean well, I used to believe in that. I tell um, I tell you I tell you where it started for me was in middle school. I went along. So I told you I've always been kind of introspective. That's true, uh, but I think I was wrong in the way I was introspective. I think my introspection was purely self-loathing. It was a an astute and acute analysis of everything I hated. Every time I did something I hated about myself, I had a laser-like focus to identify it, not eliminate it, but obsess over it to the point of nausea. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. But the point when it, it started to maybe look outward a little bit would be when I was wearing, like, rebel flags in middle school. Oh, yeah. And I came up against some friction with some black people that I knew, and I didn't – that was when, as an empathetic person, then you start looking inward. You're like, oh, this affects somebody I know. That's small. That's a small start, but it can lead you to a wider understanding of the world. So when I realized it was affecting people I knew and cared about, that led me to change the way I dressed even. You know, the the emblems, the symbols that I involved myself with became more important because of what they meant on a larger scale. Exactly. And Dylan, here's the thing is like the wonderful thing about that is that yeah. like you, you did something great, which is that like you didn't put your own problems at the center of that problem. Right. You addressed that what you were doing was wrong straight yeah. up so you just stopped that's that's how we should be addressing right. and it's harder these on problems some of levels. casual racism there are other things like currently in my life uh, I'm trying to stop this is this is gonna be a hard one probably to to decipher so bear with me so I'm trying to stop looking at porn right that's yeah. um, I think it's a, a dangerous poisonous drug uh, and it, it Especially on the internet, there is a wealth of data that suggests that sites where you can find porn are knowingly complicit in sex trafficking, right? Right, That's and bad. it also it negatively affects a lot of the people yeah. involved in the industry. Yeah, it is a it is a hard business to be in, and with no regulation and no precautions taken, except by those of the performers themselves having to do it for themselves yeah, or like people that yeah exactly like like sex workers that are doing it so now i'm actively like, knowing this now i'm actively trying to stop and i have been quote unquote using for so long that it is one of the hardest things i've ever had to do and there are, yeah. your brain gets sneaky that's one of the things i've been really introspecting on is like do i really want to change or am I just trying to find new ways to get the same sort of mental dopamine rush? Yeah, yeah. And and express myself sexually that way. Like, what is right. it? Like, what is it that's making me do this? And then, how is it affecting the world around me? I always start with what is it make that's making me do this? If I'm going to reflect on anything, yeah. what's making me do this? Or what's making me believe yeah, this what's, or think this. Well, it was the same, and you can listen to 30 episodes worth of the introspection on religion on Youth Group Survivor Support Group. Yeah, but, it, but no, that's, that's really great, where it starts for me. That's a great example yeah. of looking inward that entire podcast. Yeah. Because I think um, you in particular, I think, are in that stage mm-hmm. with that show. Because I feel like someone like Charlie has already kind of gone through that. He or has. maybe maybe yeah. never needed to because he's always been critical well he, um, he, you know I, I he always says like they hated him and so he decided to lean into that and become the villain they hated and i was sure like, I, I get that well, 
and so like to without without alienating yeah, yeah. any of the people that yeah. might not listen to both of them. That's fine. Um, yeah, yeah. In in the show, something that I really appreciate about you, Dylan, is that. Um, I mean, you are still Christian uh-huh. by all by all measures. Sure, um, yeah. <laughs> but like, you are willing to look at this apparatus that at times can be very exploitative and yeah. very flawed. Yeah. Um, with a critical eye, without separating yourself mm-hmm. from it all, without um, w- without beating yourself up, which I think is another downside to introspective thinking. Is that yeah. it can sometimes jump the bridge to. Like beating yourself up. Oh my god, can't which is it's so can. Which honestly is much more destructive Mm -hmm. than not thinking Mm -hmm. about yourself in a way. For sure. Um, I remember when I, um, my first relationship. I every time I screwed up, I would just beat myself up so much. (sighs) That's such a dangerous road. Yeah. Well, in in a way, it's manipulative because it's putting my emotions at the center. It's putting my emotions at the center of what it is the other person is Mm -hmm. complaining about. Which is unfair to them. Yeah, which for is sure. Why, which is like why, like instead of looking at yourself like, oh, I'm a big dumb idiot and everything I say is Gosh, bad. I've done that. Look my at yourself, whole life. D- Dylan. It's so easy to because yeah. no one teaches us to look. No. no one teaches how to criticize in a positive way. No, they don't. Constructive criticism is so hard to do for yourself when you don't feel like you owe yourself anything. But you know um, what I've noticed is there is a wealth of that educational material becoming available through something as simple as Instagram posts. Like there are ways to address yourself when you find out that you're wrong and ways to reassure yourself that being wrong can lead to being a good thing. Like there is, Oh, a hundred percent. You, I don't think you do as much good introspection. If you don't first find out that you done fucked up. Like, I don't think <laughs> I really, maybe for some people that's the, that is the catalyst. I think. And I, um, yeah, I think there people. are a lot of people and I can speak to this. I think a lot of white people, especially, yes. we're not told that we're wrong often enough. Well, it's because other white people, because white people don't hold each other accountable. No, no, <laughs> no, we don't. Right. And we should, which is like, I'm glad that that's changing yeah, because like, too. I mean, I, I know personally that like, I don't know. I've never wanted to hurt anybody in my no. entire life. I've never wanted to be, I, I've never looked at someone and thought that they were less than or anything like that. Um, God, I but have. I had implicit, I had, impl- I had implicit biases though. Yeah. And there were things that I, that I just passively thought. And it wasn't until like someone was like, you, like you don't realize how, like yeah. how destructive what you think is, how, oh my gosh, how terrible dictates, what you're doing is. It dictates whether you believe, whether you know it or not, every thought you have is dictating an action, whether in the future or in the present, everything you're thinking is going to influence an action you take. It, it yes. is. And I can, I can attest to that. Cause man, I tell you, I, I'm not as, uh, altruistic as you said you are i i remember distinctly there have been so many especially people i'll tell you who i look down on and i work i'm working on it currently i look down on people who think they're smart um and maybe okay we all we all hate people that think they're smart. maybe maybe. no no no. (laughs) but i'm talking about people who other than a small flaw like that are not necessarily bad people but i'll give you an example i'll try to be as vague as possible it's hard for me um but there is someone that i am in relatively close contact with because i sometimes have to work with them who is a father 
who is a respected leader in the community circles in which we run, but yeah. they are absolutely the biggest troll I've ever met in my life. And they have this relentless, I truly believe it's false positivity because every time, so I'm relentlessly analytical when it comes to my performance and everything. I want to yeah. know what happened I want to know what everyone else thought of what I did and I want to take those notes and either be either self flagellate myself with that or I want to use it and improve. Normally I want to self flagellate if people didn't like it. Uh, but this person, every time I have something where I'm like, I'm not proud of this event. I'm not proud of this outcome. Uh, they're like, hey, brother, just long cliche paragraph of poorly cobbled together Bible verses that you've read a thousand times that really don't apply in this situation. But they think they've just cured brain cancer, like when they send this to me. Ah, people that say say shit and think it's hot shit. Yeah, yeah, false wisdom. <laughs> um, false wisdom. You can, I can tell you from experience, you can read the Bible – 10 times and not get it because I don't think I got it. There are That's things the problem with being so preachy dog is people think they've got the truth, the keys to the universe, man. I know there is nobody. I, I used to think I was so smart. Dylan, yeah. there's a time where I honestly yeah. believed like, Oh my God, I really understand a lot of things that people don't understand. Yeah. I have grown since then. I'm like, like it's, maybe that was like three or four years ago. Yeah. 21 now. Um, it has be- been increasingly made apparent to me how yeah. truthfully little I know. And just knowing how- that, yeah, <laughs> just knowing that I know nothing has given me at times a bad superiority complex, especially with this person, mm-hmm. because I should not – another reason – they're also kind of a, a pain in the ass. I unfollow them on social media because they tend to um, be very – a right-wing troll. Um Oh yeah, get that shit out of your life. Yeah, I don't I don't need it. That's poison. And and the bad thing is the community circles we run in, most of them agree with him. There's a very small contingency that don't. And um this person has never struggled with weight. They've always been sort of in they've been redneck in shape and now they're in good shape. And they're like, "Well, brother, you just you got to you got to just you got to do this, man. You just got to do it. And I'm like, really, motherfucker? Like, I haven't been trying my whole life. So this is someone that I continually have to stop being mad at their success because they are successful in the things that they're doing that I wish I was successful at. And it makes gonna, me furious. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say what Charlie Allen said. Yeah. Or I'm going to not say what okay. Charlie Allen said. I'm going to say what Charlie Allen would say if he was on this podcast. Oh, yeah, well – He'd have to fuck that motherfucker. He gets what he deserves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Throw him in a gulag, and then we're done. He know what yeah, he did. Yeah. He know what he did. Yeah, he knows um, what he did. Yeah, no, absolutely. Hold on, let me use the restroom real quick. <laughs> Silence. That's fine. Edit point. <clears throat> I gotta get out of my my podcast harness. <laughs> Dylan is peeing. Mighty nice people will resume shortly. Dylan is peeing. Mighty nice people will resume shortly. Dylan is peeing.
co-host now re-entering podcast pod podcast aminos engaging <laughs> uh, oh god uh, podcast recommends uh, uh, man oh my god dylan are you okay the reinsertion process is always just a little bit painful and a little bit pleasurable yeah, I, no, I know it's <laughs> oh man i just wish they found a better way other than anally anally inserting the broadcast yeah, probe i, I mean it's say. not it's pleasurable but it's also really involved it was loud yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah hold it on like a pop hold on sound. i gotta lock my podcast helmet <laughs> click all right good we're in okay all right. it sounds good oh two levels are maximal are you uh are your vitals stabilizing uh-huh, the vo2 max is uh positive and <laughs> what's your what's your what's your uh o2 count right now red that's good. That's good. Red, it's red. It's one of the only times red is a good color on a readout screen. What so. is what is your uh, oximeter saying? What do you, oximeter what do you for that? is saying blueberries. Mm-hmm. So that's good because blueberries are high in oxidants. So, so uh, your oximeter, yeah. it, it, blueberries is I'm guessing like like um, is like um, correspondent mm-hmm. with like 96 to 99. Yeah, that's exactly right, Pat. Okay. You've read your manual. I'm glad you're here. Yes. All right. <laughs> <I have>. Awesome. <laughs> I'm glad your O2 count uh, is normalized. Um, it is cool that we do this in self-sustaining podcast pods available yes, from this Elon is Musk. Fun. Oh, that's good times. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to uh, put my blue blood in later and uh, oh, man. continue. I'm a little android baby boy. Um <laughs> Just, I can't put this yes, in. Yes, you can. This is yes, fucking I can. great. I'm going to leave it in. This, I gave in. you two um, good edits where I leave yeah, that's and true. come back. Yeah, that's true. I need to, um, I need to include it. I think um, you do. That's a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anywho, sorry. So all that no, to say, okay. all that to say, I am still, I will say I am working. Part of my introspection is recognizing that um, the thing, the power I let people hold over me is going to destroy me if I don't learn to get over it and celebrate the victories in my life that I experience. Yeah, you know, that's great. Uh, I love that's that. that's a big one from right now. I still don't like this person. They're kind of trash, but uh, I'm less. I'm a little a little less bothered by their winning because i understand you know what i mean okay well th- their their success does not make your failure no 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 no. it does not make me a failure i don't get i'm i still have to work on if i see somebody has a friend of mine has over a thousand subscribers on their youtube channel i get mad about that <laughs> which is stupid i do too no that's understandable uh, envy is a yeah it's a ugly beast I, I don't know i think we've kind of been bred to give envy more value than it has yeah that breeds like better capitalists right I, I think that that might be a part of just the Western economics <laughs> yeah. model of like, if someone else succeeds, that means you can't succeed. Right. As much. There's no room for you. You can't step over them. They've already stepped over you. Because yeah. in terms of like, because in terms of like economic capital, right. like that's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. If someone gets a position, like it's the same in entertainment, like as a theater person, yeah. I think that like, or someone, I don't do theater as much anymore, but like I, I used to do a right. lot of theater. Um, and you are a theater person as well. Pretty entrenched. Um, Yeah. (laughs) That world is also like a, honestly kind of a disgusting breed of social capital or capitalism because it's like, 
um, you must be better than you must dominate mm-hmm. in order to get the roles that you want. It is. And there's yeah, like a hierarchy built off of that sort of thing. Like being on the high seas in the age of piracy. It's gross. It's gross. Yes. Um, yeah. Minus the freedom that the ocean and a good ship would give you. Like it's gross. It's. I think that's why I like shit like, you know, sketch and yeah. well, improv, which honestly like improv annoys the hell out of me. <laughs> Because the kind well, of it annoys it, everybody. It, I get it, so it, defensive now, but people hate improv, and I get it. Um, I yeah, I don't know if I hate it as much yeah, as it's I like, I I don't like, I don't like the um, buy-in culture that no, it's that some the, people the create pyramid scheme. It. Yeah, the 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 MLM structure yes, of improv yes. is honestly that's why I knew. Okay, so when I auditioned for house teams, that's why I knew if I had to pay to perform there that I wouldn't do that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because I think through much introspection that I am worth more than paying someone else $800 to let, you, to let yeah. me use their <laughs> stage. I'll build my own goddamn stage before I let you tell me how much I owe you to perform on it. Yeah. And that's that, that is something that I kind of like danger juniors kind of built off yeah. of that, pr- like that principle of I like, know. Um, there was a time where we felt sort of disenfranchised and sort yeah. of felt like our style of comedy was like not appreciated mm-hmm. because it was so against the the rule book uh, you right. know, or the so to speak the so to speak rule yeah. book of improv. Which I was attracted to improv because of its anarchist <laughs> principles of like you literally do yeah. whatever you want, and if it goes weird, if it gets wackadoodle, yeah. that's okay. Because that's you fine. should be working with people that can handle that. You should be working with people and that's the thing. that yes, exactly. can handle it. <laughs> you should be comfortable enough that... So that's why when I started taking classes, I stopped being introspective because they gave me all these rules, and then when I would follow their rules, I wasn't enjoying shows, and yeah. I stopped feeling imaginative. Which is, I think, a, a benefit of being a deep thinker of, of yourself in the world is imagination. Yeah. And when it starts to go, which I think is also a drawback to getting older. Look at that, man. I've connected all this to the topic. Look at that. A drawback. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm patting myself baby. on the back. It's hard to do in this liquid. It's viscous, kind of like a jello. But it's like uh, that thick yeah. water stuff. Yeah. Have you seen that shit? Yeah, it's like Have you thick, seen water. thick water. I've seen thick water. I lived in Clarksville and had well water with sulfur deposits, man. I'm talking about the bottled thick water. Ew, I don't like the sound of that. Did they just bottle it has bath the water? Is of, that what it is? It's it's a consistency. It has the consistency of honey. Ew. But it's just flavorless water. No, I don't want your flavorless bath water i don't want it when Ugh. when we're done with this or if someone's listening on their phone or like like listening where they can they can look it up look up thick water right no, now thank you and i want you to tell me right now that we live in a that we live in a real world that's not a simulation or that we don't live in that movie where soylent green is people because we do <laughs> thick water is people thick water is people oh god thick water looks like um Ugh. thick water looks like you boiled a human's bones and put like the compounds that come off their bones we've into the water we've bottled nba players sweat and now we're selling <laughs> it's like, it to you it's like uh when you make bone like when you make bone, bone broth, broth and yeah. like you, you you chill it it gets like all yeah. coagulated and jiggly that's how you make gelatin that's <laughs> That is, yeah, we are 
thick water is thick water human, is human bone, bone jelly. jelly. <laughs> ah! No! Oh, God! Um, Here, let me cut you off a slice of this thick water, and we'll put some butter on it and toast it. Oh, man, it broke the toaster. <laughs> a slice of thick water. Um, That's what legally... I call myself. A slice to, of So as to not legally incriminate ourselves. <laughs> Uh, thick thick water is uh, a wonderful product. Hey, if you guys want to sponsor and us, not made of bones. If you, yeah. you want to sponsor us, I'll squeeze some of your gelatinous uh, molecules into my gob, and I'll tell you how how good how good your squeezy bottle of uh, of water jelly is. I think it's for I think it's for people that it might be for people <laughs> for that have people? certain like. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead, <laughs> do the real thing. I think it might be for people who have trouble swallowing. Oh liquids without choking or maybe i don't i honestly have no idea well if that's the um, case regardless it sucks if you if you yeah. if you i'm sure they don't like it very no, much either I doubt um it. <laughs> <laughs> but um cool yeah thick water Blech. what uh but yeah so but back to the comedy thing though right. is like um i i think a lot of communities kind of fall victim to that problem yeah. like a lot of creative communities kind mm-hmm. of fall victim to that problem of like no, there are these standards that you must abide by, and yeah. if you don't, then you're not real yeah. this form of art, which is annoying because it's like... Oh, it's so annoying. Uh, there's a time and a place for that, for the other style of improv. Like, sure. Like, for the main style of improv. Like, there's a, t- a time and a place for, like, yeah. Second City style, like, you know, get a suggestion, do a scene, take it seriously, yeah. you know. There is a time and a place for that. I enjoy it from time to time if it's done well. Right. Um, but that being said there should always be a platform for people that are willing to do or want to do the weird shit. I just want to be And that's funny. kind of why I just want to be funny. I just don't th- yeah, I don't think it matters so much. I don't think rules determine whether or not something is funny or how true to form yeah. it is. Like there's no one sitting in the audience going like, I mean, maybe if they're an improviser right. who cares about that sort of thing, Oh, there's but those are the them. only, those are the only people perpetuating that culture. There's no layman. There's no layman sitting in the audience thinking, Oh, well, uh, they they actually did the uh, the Herald form incorrectly, <laughs> and the French edits the French edits were actually not as clean as I prefer no, them to be. They, it's like uh, if you're sitting that, and watching that, that improviser that, you... didn't uh, recognize the game, and so the scene um, uh, it failed. Uh, also, oh my uh, god! Also, dude. I eat farts. <laughs> if it makes you laugh, why the yeah, fuck do does care? it matter? Yeah, why do you care? Is it? We should live in a world of iconoclast. Yeah. Kill the old gods that tell you that you have to be funny a certain way. That is so fucking annoying. Burn your effigies of Del Close. Dude, I literally throw away your whose line is it anyway fucking Bibles, dude. Like, it is time to be fucking nuts. Do whatever you want. Matt man. Walsh and Matt Besser are false gods. Have you been on the internet in the last 10 years? It's fucking crazy. It's mayhem. There. It's insane. We got people. You're trying to tell me there's one way to be funny? Absolutely I saw a video not. of a kid who saw a video of another person doing a dance in high heels so they made their own high heels by taping water bottles to sneakers and god damn it that wasn't the funniest thing i'd ever seen it was hilarious there was a there was a video where it was or there was a picture and it was just a frog and it said arson and it was the funniest picture I'd ever seen. Like it just it was a it was a it was a tree frog and it said arson. And there's people on the internet that see that picture yeah. and they say, "Oh, that meme is dead now." <laughs> okay. That's that's the world okay. we live in. What that the world is so absurd. Why would you try to preserve 
Uh, actually, that was uh, that edit was not um, <laughs> with standard with uh, the actual Second City Zeitgeist of oh 1994. I think those, like, shut the fuck up. I think up, those God. people <laughs> could use some more moments of sincere self-reflection without self-loathing. I really do. Absolutely, dude. <laughs> I think can. they could. I really do. And I think if you're going to start on a journey of thinking about yourself, then you must have gotten here because something caused you to come to a four-way stop. Uh, so now you have a choice of picking a direction you want to go in. And you're only going to know which way to go after you take some time to figure out who you are and what you want. And I can tell you, at almost 30 years old, I'm still doing that. So, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's, that's fine. A, no, that's a beautiful thing to say, Dylan, and I, I agree completely. Um, I, I kind of wanted to get to a different facet yeah, of the Yeah, please do. Go for it. Thinking of. Um, I was trying to get it to a point where we could kind of like get back to hit the, the main <laughs> branch of the question. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, inward. Uh, how do I look inward? Um, what, are some... what I was going to talk about is like the concept of like self like self-criticism and how like i don't, I don't know how, how how do you navigate your own feelings and thoughts i think we can kind of get into the meat and potatoes of that a little bit how more. do you navigate um, your own thoughts oh, okay yeah like like well like kind of i'll sort of like uh, okay. start and see if you can yeah. kind of get on my wavelength sure. a little bit um Let's match when up. you when you first look at yourself critically mm-hmm. um it's important to ask like we said earlier it's important important to ask what made me think this yeah um and it's starting it's definitely it's always worth uh, a great deal to think and and re- research and ask what are other perspectives on this same thing mm. um what is it what is it that i am missing from the context that i that i must have to derive a conclusion from this right. question right. um because we are always missing context as yeah. contextualized as we can be even people that have studied shit for you know 20 years yeah. Um, we'll be missing context in some capacity. Absolutely. Um, it is always worth it to understand and look for other perspectives other than your own, especially if you're an outside perspective. Um, people like to make, like, I, I think it's so funny how quick pe- white people who live in suburban neighborhoods mm-hmm. and are middle class are so quick to dismiss the perspectives of poor yeah. Like like poor working class black Americans. Of course, yeah. Because they they will say, oh no, but you like like I don't know. It's just so funny. It's like it's literally gaslighting these people <laughs> and saying like, yeah. oh, your problems are not actually problems because I am actually very smart and I understand what it's like to be black in America, and that's the that's the root of the problem yeah. is that you don't understand. Y- yeah, um, you're lacking in empathy in a lot of ways and awareness. You have to be able to say, okay, what context am yeah. I missing? An outsider's perspective can be valuable right. for sure. Cause it, it'll, it'll call out things that like, like you might not notice because of your closest yeah. to the topic. This is something that we talk about a lot in like things like, um, experiential research. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I was going to minor in, uh, religion and society, yeah. um, uh, back in college, so one of the things that we learned about all the time was like the value of using an outsider's perspective mm-hmm. in order to do research on communities. Yeah. Um, the issue with that, though, 
is that you actually have to research. Right. Um, right. You can't, <laughs> <laughs> you can't like, I could make an outsider's perspective right now mm-hmm. on, um, fucking like literally. So like we'll use religion. Again. Yeah. I could use an outsider's perspective on something like, uh, Hinduism. Absolutely. Oh, it's polytheistic. Yeah. Oh, it's polytheistic. So it's, um, you know, that means it's, uh, see if I can do like a, like an example of like cultural chauvinism. Um, oh, it's polytheistic, so it's it's not uh, civilized or whatever, right. you know, like something like very that. Very imperialistic that, that view. Is a, that of... is a yeah, exactly. It's a that is a fucked version yeah. of an outsider's perspective. Now, an outsider's pr- perspective that would be valuable, which all of them are through a lens and with bias because it's humanity and we suck mm-hmm. and we will always be flawed. There's no such thing as empirical understanding of abstract concepts. Right. It's impossible to. Um, but like if I were to say, you know, oh, well, it looks like they, um, you know, it looks like they use this sort of cultus when they're um, when they're celebrating a certain God or doing a certain ceremony based on things that I've read and researched and also experienced right. through like through like engagement with that culture. Right. That is the best way to do research on something. Yeah. And that's the best way to understand yeah. Yourself too is like oh, if yeah. you can understand if you can understand through research what you're doing as like how it looks to other people mm-hmm. and insofar as how it relates yeah. and affects other yeah. people, then that will be the best way to understand and introspect. Like yeah. to that um, to that point in college, I had never addressed deep rooted Islamophobia in my life because as a child I lived through nine eleven and right after that my my church community became very entrenched in spreading their faqs about radical islam like they had those sheets with like this is everything the quran says i've read snatches of the quran but not the whole thing so i can't tell you whether those are or not are not in there i'll go ahead and tell you they're probably not in there if you're getting it from a website sponsored by anybody from the 700 club or focus on the family (laughs) um yeah so I grew up with my dad saying things like Islam is a religion where they have no problem killing you if you're not a Muslim. Uh, they literally believe to kill you if you're not a Muslim. And I was like, and as a, as a child going into teenager years into college, I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Never really questioned it. Never. Yeah. It's fear. Yeah. If you hear that, yeah, if you hear that shit, Oh, they're big, evil, yeah. bad, and they're going to kill you. Oh man, they sound pretty evil to me. So yeah, you just kind of, well, you saw, you saw what three bad guys who happened to be a part of that did. Right. Like you see what, like, and I'm saying a part of that as in like, they claim to be Muslims. Right. Like in the, yeah. right. So I watched those three or more guys do that. And I saw the horrible, horrible effect it had on everyone in my life for a while. Mm -hmm. And then the effect on the world it's had since. And I didn't question whether that was wrong. I was just like, okay, cool. Um, I'd never met anybody who believed in Islam ever, ever to that point. So I go to college and I get a job where during the summer I will watch a building. It is like an event building. It is where events are held. And I'm watching it during the month of Ramadan. And the entire Islamic community in my college town 
meets there and it's a small town and i'm telling you the turnout was upwards of 100 or more for a small town that's to me is very impressive that oh this isn't some small group of people you know right this is this is was this in Clarkson? no this is in uh martin tennessee martin, yeah, yeah okay uh university of tennessee martin go skyhawks uh so I was not wary. I've never met a stranger. I don't care, really. I'm just like, whatever. But I was humbled because they would come find me to make sure that I ate with them. They shared their breaking of their fast every night with, uh, with, a, with a stranger. Uh, they showed hospitality to someone who they didn't know at all. None of these people knew me at all. And yeah, I would listen to no, them. Yeah. I would listen to their kids play, and it sounded a lot like when I was a kid when I played. And I would hear them pray, and it sounded a lot like when we prayed. And I would eat their food, and it reminded me of how good, although it was way better, fucking great, <laughs> more flavor. Oh my god, <laughs> so good. Not just made out not of just, not just made not out just, of fat. not just mayonnaise <laughs> and pig lard. No, this was like goat meat and rice and beef and just the best vegetable dishes you've ever had homemade hummus thousands of desserts i've never seen such an array of homemade food and i don't even know where they got it in martin i was like where are you getting lamb and goat because i want some uh homemade flatbreads and i i remember like that small act of kindness really humbled me because also that semester when that started i was taking um art history of non-western cultures that's the class i took Mm -hmm. Because I was like, yeah. you know, I, this feels important. I love Asian art. Anything from Asia. All of Asia. I'm talking India. Love it. China. Big yeah. fan. Korea. Yeah. Chef's absolutely. kiss. Uh, <laughs> Japan. Who buddy? Uh, but <laughs> when I started learning about Islam, and I saw how almost arm in arm it walks, both... Um, geographically or just really geographically with Judaism from which Christianity springs Mm -hmm. I was floored I I realized that was something that was wrong was I had yeah I was like oh I spent all this time thinking um, subconsciously that there was a group of people out there who would kill me for not being like them when in reality I'm part of the people who will kill you if you're not like them yes whether no it's um and you know the fun thing about uh, not even the fun thing the um (laughs) the 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 sort of ironic thing about that is that like dylan they like we they didn't even have to do half of that shit that they did for you in order to even come close to the kindness quote-unquote that christian christian show right like like they they could have passively just celebrated their shit mm-hmm. and they might be showing more compassion than a lot of evangelicals in America do. <laughs> because the thing is the thing is the thing that you said that was really that really spoke to me is that like um like these people are just like us yeah. and the, or 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 there are more there are the reason, similarities but, you know what i mean there well are and problems. that's actually what i was yeah. going to get to is that like it doesn't matter yeah. if they are different it doesn't like it doesn't the fact the fact that they're not like us shouldn't be a, a problem it should be like 
oh wow here's something new i can turn out to be super fascinating yeah and yeah and it's it's not like it's not like these cultures exist for us to you know no 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 to for us to be tourists of their you know whatever right but more so just like i'm not gonna take instagram photos you know what i mean like i'm not i'm not holding up their kids you know what i'm agreeing with you it's like yeah oh look oh i had such an amazing like mission trip experience you know but like but like those cultures like we should be able to appreciate those differences yeah. without like, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't understand this whole tribalism that like American nationalism thrives yeah. off of and Western and Western exceptionalism sort of like I don't either. thrives off of is like this. That is like a, the, the form of like ignorance is bliss. Like there is literally no, <laughs> there's no point in American nationalism uh-huh. where internal criti- critique is a part of the conversation. Right. If there was, we would have nationalism. We would have nationalists that didn't agree with the Iraq war. Yeah. There, we would have nationalists that don't agree with the invasion of yeah. foreign countries, that don't agree with Islam, Islamophobia. But overwhelmingly, they would be isolation. Nationalism is based. Yeah. That would be isolation. Yeah. Exactly. But nationalism is based exclusively on those premises yeah. that America is great and America has done no no wrong and our entire system is based on. <laughs> America's supremacy to other cultures and that's why like it doesn't surprise me when I meet people like you Dylan that like you're a good person now you mean no ill will to those cultures you're someone who I would not no. you know it's coming from a white person obviously so it's not <laughs> as important but like I would not consider you someone who is racist right. or at least you're not someone who exp- you know shows yeah. racist intentions or no. behavior i, I um, still have biases that i have to fight oh a hundred percent which is right. why i amended no, that no no like, thank you thank you yeah, yeah. we all we yeah. all do have those and, and like that's something that like again you have to introspect yeah, in order you to, to you know um, it's never been more important than it is now it doesn't surprise me though that like we breed and create yeah. and there's people like our age that like are still in their hometown that have like that are like married to the girl that they met in middle school yeah. who like the highest point of their life is they played on the varsity football team. <sighs> like it doesn't. And, and like they got a job yeah. and they don't get paid enough or like they work at like a, you know, fucking like water company. Like, <laughs> like but that's not me dissing. No, them. there's that's no me, shame. Like, honestly, there's no shame in work. That's honestly me like feeling pity on those right. people because it's like, They've never had to critique themselves. They've never right. had to question the realities. And that's why we see so many like these midlife crises <laughs> where people are like, like their whole right. world is falling apart because that not once in their whole entire like step along the way did they yeah. question like, is what I'm doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. Do I believe in the right thing? Am I standing up yeah, for the right never shit? Had to do that. That's something that like <laughs> is so incredibly important. Yeah. And that I think that that benefit far outweighs mm-hmm. the, that Benny, that Benny outweighs the deeds. That Benny, that Benny kicks that deep's ass <laughs> because yeah. it's more important to be compassionate yeah. and understanding because mm-hmm. of, because of your own internal yeah. journey. It is so much more important to fight for those causes yeah. and actively go against those bad things you once believed or thought right. than it is to feel sorry for yourself or make yourself the victim when things don't go your way and you have to confront your own, yeah. your own ugliness. Yeah, you, and that's, that's something that like, you know, I, I've never, I would rarely ever say, you know, get the fuck over it, but like <laughs> it might be important to get the fuck yeah. over it when it comes to shit adopt, like that. If you're going to introspect, adopt some meditative practices, like allowing thoughts to just come at you without judging them. 
Because if you start judging yes. everything that comes into your head, they're not all you, by the way. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is you, and you have to parse through mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. But not every thought that you have is you. You have to distill your essence, and you have to... It's exactly, yeah. Dylan. It's it's Hegelian antithesis. Yeah. Um, wow. I you, don't know what that means. <laughs> um, there, and I honestly don't think that I have a good enough understanding of <laughs> But you of threw it, it out there. <laughs> But like, well, no, because what my right, understanding right. of Hegelian antithesis is like Hegel's concept of creating okay. what he calls synthesis, which right. is like a new idea. Okay. The way you do it is you prevent, pre- present your first thesis, okay. your first idea. Then you present antithesis, oh, which is yeah. like gotcha. the an opposing or different idea that contradicts the first mm-hmm. one. From that, those things cancel out and you create a synthesis of a new right. idea that is beyond that. And that's that's why like... When you have thoughts, when you have mm-hmm. questions, when you are experiencing like prejudices or things like yep. that, but you know you're wrong, those are okay to have as long yeah. as you're using them to build a new synthesis of yep. like what it is that is true and what the, what is righteous and and right. That's right. Um, a lot of um, a lot of Western supremacists, um, <laughs> we'll just say white supremacists. Yeah, you don't have uh, to sugarcoat it. Just cut it. to the chase. Um, white supremacist. There's this. Sorry, this real quick side note. <laughs> It is pissing me off so much how the right in the last few years has, instead of saying white supremacy, has been um, has been um, changing the like like signaling yeah. um, something different by and dog whistling it by using cultural supremacy yeah. um, as a thing. They they always say they always say. Um, Oh, there's um, a, no, yeah. the black the black race isn't inherently um, violent. The black culture uh, is inherently yeah. violent, which nice. is just, just literally uh, a reskinning of racism thought, to make it seem. Yeah, that's inception. You were trying to incept old ideas with new packaging. You were trying to give us yeah. an old Camaro with a new Camaro shell. Fuck off. Yes, instead, yeah. <laughs> instead of facing those hard questions, they create new... Yeah. Uh, they create new false solutions Stop. in order to make yeah. themselves never have to critique themselves. Stop candy like, coating these turds, guys. Fuck off. Is America is America institutionally racist? Hmm, well, I'd rather not think about that because that would mean that I am somehow complacent in that sort right. of thing. So therefore, it must obviously be right. these people's right. fault. It must obviously be the oppressed fault. It, it's not my right. fault. The person who has much more money and much more cultural um, power, Oof. like, not, like um, you know yeah, what I'm trying like to say, like, much more like and, um, influence yeah. and power in the world because of, I don't know, 400 years of fucking slavery. <laughs> um, yeah, it couldn't be though it couldn't be that it's obviously because uh black people do bad things see, sometimes Pat, because of their economic situation Pat, they're 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 saying these things because they are finally being forced to stop and think about themselves and it's terrifying them and they're not willing the cornered animals yeah, they're not willing to do the work necessary to step back and help grab other people and pull them up to an equitable standpoint yeah, they're not it, willing it to do it because they're so they're scared. Animals. Yeah. They're not willing to do um, that work. You said something one time that really like applies, I think, to this, <laughs> and, and that is that things, animals often, or like anything, fights the hardest right before it's about to yeah. die. And the old world will die. Yeah. Um, I know I ended the last episode with that, <laughs> well, but maybe like, needs to end that we're about way to end it again with that. <laughs> maybe it needs to end that way for a yeah. while. Maybe we need to remind ourselves the world and our listeners that the old world is going to die 
something new is going to happen. You can either be a part of it or you cannot. There is no middle ground for a new world. There isn't. I don't understand how you how you can look at a world as colorful as the one yeah. that we are trying to bring yeah. about and think, my God, my whole world is what being is destroyed. What is the world coming to? Oh, my goodness. How could you? Oh I, don't, I don't understand. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess there's like that fish out of water. Like, yeah. I don't feel like I'm a part of this sort right. of thing. But like, as a person who is queer right. and is, you know, celebrates many cultures yeah. because of my exposure to them. Right. Um, I don't understand how you could look at a crowd of people with different, like different races, different cultures, ethnicities, religious beliefs, um, different sexualities and genders, people wearing clothes that don't even, don't even like match up to their biology. And like, I don't understand how you could see that and think like, oh wow, what a ugly thing. Yeah. What a, what a, what a terrible new world we see <laughs> to me. That's like. It's it's like it's absurd and it's beautiful right. and it's like this I don't know it's like this bold rejection of old humanity right. old like primitive humanity like instead we are rising and we are changing and we are creating something new and beautiful if the world looked the same as it did back in 19 fucking 10 <laughs> we would all one we'd all have like tuberculosis right. or some yeah. shit and two and like god yeah, yeah, we yeah, and we wouldn't have any of the cool new labor protections we have. Right. Um, well, we would have been working since we were ten. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I don't know when that log got uh, passed, but it's, maybe it's it was later. Whenever the jungle came out, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> read the jungle. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Somewhere in that that turn of yeah, the century, yeah. world. early industrial revolution, that era, um, or mid to late. I don't know. I think that introspection. Mm-hmm. To, to sort of give a final synthesis, yeah. if you will, to all of this is that like introspection is so incredibly is. difficult and can be toxic yeah. if you don't know the right way yeah. to navigate it and how much to use it. But it is key mm-hmm. to self-improvement. It is the very thing that oh, yeah. all of this podcast is built yeah. off of. That's um, very true. And, you know, it's really easy to think you've solved it once you've done it en- enough. Um, but at, for, coming from someone who's had a reinvention in their life and has found a happiness mm-hmm. and is dipping back into that dark side right now, um, you are not done. Yeah. And it's not something you can just sit on no. and leave on the back burner. It is a constant thing. Yeah. But when you discover introspection and like self-awareness and like <laughs> yeah. self-improvement, your life will will you will never grow tired of living right because you are consistently discovering and experiencing new things That's and true. questioning and there's something so beautiful about thought that we don't take that we take for granted yeah. so much is that like when you're able to think <laughs> of these things and like create new worlds inside of your head of like what the truth and reality is like that to me is human essence. Yeah. Like I, I, I am a existentialist through and through. Um, but like, I think it is essential that we think of ourselves and think of others and empathize and question and self-improve. Agreed. Maybe that's a long drawn, drawn out a way of saying use introspection. <laughs> how, how do you, I would say, how do you think deeply 
you just start. You learn how. You get you give yourself yeah. permission to fail. You just too. start. And you yeah. never there are no perfect days. That's one of the biggest mantras I live my life by. Absolutely. There are no perfect days. Dylan, I I have a I think I have a question okay. that we we should cover in a no- right. later episode. Yeah. Um how do you f- how do you fail? How do you fa- oof oof that's a good how one how do you learn to, how fail? Do you learn to um, fail we also have to cover sexuality at some big, point i am yes itching, sexuality gender just, all kinds of stuff my inner person is groaning <laughs> to to express <laughs> and discuss if you we, we might um we might force a couple of questions right, right, right. In there, but that's yeah, okay that's fine we'll that's cover fine. them all yeah. we'll cover them all um guys thank yeah. you so much for listening to this episode of mighty nice people um uh i guess we can go ahead and mm-hmm. start plugging stuff um Dylan, you can go first. Uh, listen to Youth Group Survivor Support Group wherever you get podcasts. Um, please download it. Uh, leave a review. Send us an email. Uh, you can send this podcast an email. It's mighty. Yeah, yeah that goes for this uh-huh. one too. <laughs> it, uh, for Youth Group Survivor Support Group, if you have a question or not a question, tell us a story about your time surviving youth group if you're here from that world. If you're not, you can also just tell us what it was like growing up in whatever religious or non-religious household you had. We'd like to hear your stories of how you've changed and the stuff you've learned. Uh, Mighty nice email at gmail.com is the email address for this podcast. Uh, And that is where you can email us anonymous questions that you would like to hear us delve deep into into you can find me on instagram at dum dum dylan you can find me on twitter at dum dum dylan you can find me on tiktok at sexy biscuits uh you can find me on youtube dylan davis i've got some fun i've got one really good video that i'd like to see get over 100 views that'd be cool <laughs> yeah baby let's get it to yeah, 100 let's get, it to a hundy. let's get a clean hundo uh it's 20 minutes long you got that kind of time um Check out Charlie Allen's album. Uh, we're growing up together. Uh, all, all coming, coming up, up together. together. It's really good. Uh, Wonderful yeah. piece of music. Check uh, uh, lo-fi commie. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> keep donating. Keep protesting. Keep working for a better world. That's all I got. Awesome. Um, yeah, I echo everything Dylan has said about the world and how valuable Black Lives are. And how we should be striving to, we should be striving to protect and platform those voices that are so integral to our culture and world um, that no one could ever claim supremacy to them because our entire American culture is built off of the sweat and love and blood of these people that have sacrificed so much for a cause they didn't sign up for. Um, it is something that we must repair and we must stand up for um yeah i yeah sorry i i could go all day about that <laughs> sort of okay. stuff um make sure to uh yes check out youth groups of our support group one of my favorite podcasts um it's our sister podcast dylan is the host <laughs> of that one so it's um it's all it's all tied together baby uh also check out buddy quest our first Hell episode yeah. is live on youtube and i think at this point once this is released a few episodes might be out already too um so make sure to go um check out buddy quest um on youtube um the horror in the square is the name of the first episode and uh it's some wonderful people from virginia from new york from england uh all across the world and uh we we come together to make a really fun and uh 
creepy DVD <laughs> podcast. Uh, <laughs> also, make sure to check out The Low Blow, my band. Uh, we are on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere that you can stream music. I don't think we're on SoundCloud, um, but you can download our stuff. We are also selling merchandise currently that all the proceeds will be going to um, Black Lives Matter or other... Um, actually, it's going to specifically the Nashville Bail Fund to help people that have been incarcerated um, and will... Um, help pay for their bail. Um, uh, last thing is Danger Junior. Go check us out on Instagram and YouTube. Um, crazy, absurdist, <laughs> introspective, uh, introspective, self-critical comedy group. Um, yeah, yeah. I love those guys very, very much. And um, we are also going to be selling merch soon. Or I guess at the time that this streams, we will have been selling merch um, that also will be going to Black Lives Matter. Uh, the proceeds will be going to Black Lives Matter, not the merch. <laughs> <laughs> We're sending them shirts. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> I don't know who's going to get them, but, you know, I guess... <laughs> um, but no, um, we will be selling all all of the proceeds from that merchandise will be also be given to uh, any Black Lives Matter sources that we can um, find. Um, cool. I think that's pretty much it for me. I have a lot of I, I promote a lot of stuff because <laughs> I do a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but but um, Dylan, this is always great. I love doing this Same. Uh, so yeah. much. Um, let's go ahead and sign right. off. Um, Dylan, you're mighty nice. Hey, you're mighty nice. And until next time, be be mighty mighty nice nice to to each each other. other.